Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Manchester United Redcast. It's back for this season by Ladbrokes. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are, whatever time zone it is. This is the Manchester United Redcast on uh, this day, the... uh, where are we? The 22nd of January, 2018. And uh, quite a momentous day it is in the history of our great club. Because as no doubt you know, we have secured the signing of Chilean Alexis Sanchez. Um, and joining me to celebrate that great news on the Redcast today is uh, Dale O'Donnell of Stretty News. Dale, how are you? Not too bad. Thanks for having me. Not too bad. I would have thought you'd be a little bit more excited than that. Tell me what you're... Uh, how are you feeling right now about the Sanchez signing? Well, I was I was more excited last week because I was thinking I was going to pull the wool over City's eyes. And then the past few days, it's, it's been a Dundee. We were just waiting on Mkhitaryan to shift to Arsenal. So um, my excitement is slightly blown. But um, look, we've, we've got a great player and he's one of those players that's a, that's a, that's a winner. That's why he's left Arsenal. That's it. That's it. I mean, I think there's been a... Um... We know that we've we've seen you know the the press and uh, the uh, the social media of our age. There's been uh, there's been a lot of talk and a lot of uh, I think kind of slightly jealous uh, criticism of the move. It's been talked about as a uh, you know he's going for the money. He's a mercenary. He's this that and the other. But I think you hit the nail on the head there, Dell, when you said he's a winner. That's exactly what he is, isn't it? Yeah, but look, of course, you look at Man City this season and people would argue that, look, they're going to win the title. Why, if he's a winner, why is he coming to Manchester United? But the whole thing in the media about this money situation and, and, and the Pep Guardiola relationship, which was totally overplayed, um, it seems just to be ABUs in the media just trying to bash United. Like, there's, how can you forget what we won? It, it, it hasn't been that long. We're not talking about Liverpool here. Jose Mourinho was manager. We're making record signings. He's trying to build something. Yes, City look fantastic at the moment. Fantastic. And Guardiola's doing a great job. But don't be naive enough to say that Alexis has only joined the biggest club in the world because of money. He's joined the biggest club in the world because they have ambition. Something Arsenal seriously lack. And um, anyone that, that says otherwise, especially from Arsenal, is just jealous. I think, I think, I think you're right. Um, I think that United, obviously have been very played this one very well it was a kind of well it was it was seen as there was nothing else wasn't there it was it was he was he was nailed on to city whether that be in january or in the summer but united it seems having read some of the um more in the no journalists today united seemingly got some idea that it was you know the move was a possibility and maybe city's prevaricating and the fact that he wasn't really guaranteed a um, you know a, a, a starting lineup uh, position at City. Do you think? Do you think United uh, United uh, you know saw this and that's why they decided to make their move? United first made a move in September, and in the last I'd say ten days, Mourinho, even though United were getting close and close, and we're talking to the agent and so on, 
Mourinho still wasn't convinced and was telling people that it was unlikely that Sanchez would be a Manchester United player. But he was not willing to give up hope. And United kept working. Um, and to be honest, look, even someone that works in the media and covering United, sometimes we do slay Ed Woodward. Um, but in this situation, he deserves every credit that's possible, really. He's pulled this one over City's eyes. They were ahead of United. And no one can say otherwise. A few days ago, it was more likely City were the front runners. United came in last minute hijacked because obviously, as you mentioned, they got a sense that when they spoke to his people, there's a possibility of this happen. And United worked on that. And all I can say is, look, Woodward gets criticism on this one. He deserves none of that whatsoever. I mean, we can't we can't um, ignore the, the the other factor in the deal is uh, Henrik Mkhitaryan moving the other way, which it's quite it's quite interesting for me anyway. You know, very often we we hear oh they're going to do a swap deal and. It's actually hard to think of swap deals ever happening. The only one that springs to mind is kind of Eto for Ibrahimovic a few years back. But it's actually happened, isn't it? A swap deal. And I think it's fair to say we've probably got the better, you know, the better side of it. Because, I mean, for me, Mkhitaryan, good, you know, good in, good in some games, good in, I'd say, the, you know, the easier games and good in the Europa League last season. But tended to, to do a real disappearing act in, in big fixtures for me. Yeah, I think it was a strange sign. You know, Mkhitaryan doesn't really stand out to me as a Mourinho player at all. And I think after the, the bad performance against City last season, just a few months after he joined, um, Mkhitaryan was questioning whether England was right for him. Uh, and that really kind of was off-putting for Mourinho. He wants his players to fight and to show that even after bad performance, they're not willing to give up. Uh, Mick Italian was then in two minds and maybe going back to Germany. Um, his preference even in this window was to return to Borussia Dortmund, but the agent convinced him otherwise. Um, he's not a Mourinho player. And I look at Sanchez and I see a hungry, really hungry player that Mourinho could maybe get the best out of. And people are saying, look, City are so attack-minded, maybe you be better with them. I'm really unsure. I, I see Mick, or, uh, Sanchez, a really United player, a really Mourinho player. And look... He's 29 now. There's a month and a difference between Mkhitaryan. We've got a straight swap for a 100 million player, um, in my opinion. Sanchez is a 100 million player. Yeah, he's 29. He's probably thinking now that before I retire, I want the Premier League medal. Mm-hmm. Um, that, if that's the kind of attitude he's coming with, bring it on. That's exactly what we need. Absolutely. And he's not a player that's ever been beset by injury problems. Um, no. And um, I mean... Surprising. He's carried Arsenal on his back for so long. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing that I think, you know, there's context with every transfer and, and, and the, the, the context with a transfer like this is we're talking about a player who's not only world-class, but has proven it in the Premier League. And that's a big factor, isn't it? You know, Mkhitaryan was a risk because he, he couldn't, you know, he couldn't quite cut it over here. And whenever you buy a player and I mean, let's let's look at who we might have if we hadn't got Sanchez. You're probably talking about Griezmann, other players from abroad. Always a bit of a risk there, isn't there, about whether they're going to be able to translate the form from Spain, Italy, or wherever to to the Premier League. Look, of course, there's risk, and when you come to England, then as a player like Griezmann, yeah, it's expected that you you perform immediately. Um, and to be honest with you, look, even if Sanchez takes a while to build in, it's understandable if he's coming to a team with a different system. He's going to have to learn. But the problem is you, you bring a farm player in and it doesn't work immediately. He might start losing confidence. Um, you need someone with a big ego, I think. And the likes of Paul Pogba that took on that big fee 
people write them off saying he was used to another kind of field or and so on. He just took it on the shoulder. And I think he's he's an example to the likes of even Alexis coming to United and foreign players coming in. Um, just to show that just don't give up and keep working because Pogba's a player that might like to build this team around. Um, and to bring in players like Sanchez, he must be rubbing his hands saying that, look, I'm in the right place right now. Absolutely right. Interesting you mentioned the system there. Where do you mm. see... Where do you see that ideal starting lineup um, for United at the moment, Dale? How would you how would you line them up? You see, United, United's main um, responsibility for someone was to get a replacement for Slatan Ibrahimovic, and um, Mourinho went to Woodburn to look to sign Alexis. You're getting a winger that scores goals and someone that can play as centre forward too. Now, I don't think you'll be a centre forward. Like, not a hope, not spend all that money on Lukaku. But if Lukaku had, had is injured. Um, you could bring Martial, Rashford, more central maybe, or even Sanchez. It gives you options. But I think, I think mostly he played in the right. He played in the left a bit um, as a kind of a a winger, playmaker kind of style coming mm. in on the left for Arsenal. Now on the left, it's a lot of competition. You've Martial, who's absolutely flying at the moment. You've Rashford, who you don't want to stunt his development either. So I think on the right when we play, there's so much pace on the left. Sometimes Matt starts in the right and thinking it's kind of imbalanced. With Sanchez in the right, United are hitting teams both sides of the pitch. And of course, with Carlton strength in the centre, you're hoping that he can muscle out a few. And as well as that, when you have Sanchez starting, teams try and start marking up and doubling up on players. So you can drag a centre half out with a fullback. Then the Carlton was more room to express himself. So you're hitting teams with a soccer punch. Well, if you fancy having yourself a little bet on Alexis Sanchez, um, Scoring his first goal and his debut, which I imagine will be uh, this Friday in the uh, FA Cup fixture against Yeovil. Um, the Redcast is backed by Labrooks. So go to bet.unitedredcast.com, sign up there, and Labrooks will match your first deposit of up to £50. They'll match whatever you put in up to £50. So uh, get along there and stick on a uh, Alexis Sanchez hat-trick against Yeovil Town. Do you think he might need to bring in someone a bit more defence-minded if he's going to go with a front three of um, Martial, Lukaku and uh, Sanchez, Matic, Pogba, obviously, um, shoe-ins? Do you think he might need someone else a bit more defence-minded as his third yeah. in the three? I think in the three you have Pogba and Matic. And right now Pogba's playing, I think, slightly out of position. Mm-hmm. And I think he should be more forward forward, like a, kind of a Lampard scoring yeah. goal. Pitch. That can't happen yet in Mourinho's eyes. He's happy with Matic, but he wants a passer in midfield, a better passer to say Herrera to get the ball forward. But that's also defensively disciplined. So Pogba can roam a bit more. Yeah. So I think what they need in the market in the summer is someone that is a good defensive defensive minded player. Maybe a box a box kind of player that could pass the ball too and get the ball forward. The people talk about you know, be defensive minded. When Pop was out with the team, I think it's just more a matter of was slower to get the ball, to transfer the ball from midfield to the forwards. Yeah. That's what was missing. Mourinho's ideal system would be Pogba performing forward and someone to do that other than Pogba with a defensive mindset too. Well, that's all that's all to look forward to. That's all to look forward to. Um my um my last thing I'll mention on the uh, on the on the on the transfer is obviously he's taking over the iconic number seven jersey. Um, interesting stat I read today since Cristiano left in uh, 2009 11 only 11 out of 617 Premier League goals 
have been scored by that number seven jersey. I think we'll see that increase soon, Dale, don't you? I think, too, just on that stat for a far into the question is, the majority of those performances were probably taken up from Antonio Valencia, who's a fullback. Mm. It's been transferred from a winger to a fullback. So it's a stat that might make people laugh, but really you need to look into it a bit further. But in regards to number seven, to be honest, we have all these iconic number sevens and Cantona's and Robbo and Ronaldo, Beckham and so on. They made the shirt theirs. And I think when you hand that shirt, it's not iconic to Sanchez right now. He's only got the shirt. He needs to make it. Very good so he, point. He, he's an iconic number seven. This, the, set, the number seven at Manchester United, it might upset people. It's nothing. It's nothing at all. It becomes important when you make it iconic for you. So when you look at legends, they wore the number seven. Going back, we'll just go back before we go forward to the uh, to the upcoming fixtures. It's been a very, very good 2018 for uh, United so far. Um, we are unbeaten. We haven't conceded a goal. And uh, yeah, things are looking good. Burnley, just, just enough, but that's a tough game, isn't it? They're all tough, as we know. Um, what was your take on it, Dale? I thought it was quite scrappy in the first half, to be fair, and Pogba kind of grew into the game in the second half. Right? Like, I think where Pogba in these kind of games, he tends to be more kind of comes into himself when United can have that lead. United are on top where I think as time goes on, he develops. You kind of, we want him to kind of take in for the scruff of the neck earlier on. And I think I always kind of few games and the first 20 to 25 minutes, if you haven't scored, your tactics probably aren't working. But I was thinking in this case, Mourinho is probably kind of tired down Burnley take him in the second half and just secure three points. And thanks to Martial, that was the case. Um, Martial, for me, and you can put all our attackers into this, maybe Sanchez might take over. He's he's electric. Um, When he gets in the ball, you expect something special to happen. You kind of get that feeling too from Alexa Ronaldo. I'm not comparing him. I'm just saying from a fan's point of view, when he gets in the ball and he's running at defenders, you you see him panicking, he's a Man United wide player for me. Out and out, and, and it's brilliant to see him come up in these games and to get those vital goals to get three points. Because you remember last season, he was a bit out of sorts after his number changed. He was like a spoiled child. Mourinho wasn't too happy with him and was slating him in the press. But Mourinho will love what he's done this season. He's got all that behind him, and he's winning games. Man United, he's changing games, and that's why Rashford's also a fantastic player. He isn't starting games at the moment. Um, Mourinho's been quite. Adamant in that, that, we, that, that position on the pitch with so many players, the best will play. And you, you prove it to him, you play. Um, Burnley's all, always difficult. Sean Dyke's a great coach, and this season they've been absolutely brilliant. Um, so a 1 0 win, look, if you're not happy with that, I don't know what's wrong with Well, you mentioned, you mentioned um, Martial. I mean, I think. I think the part of the part of the the reason, as you said last season, it just wasn't happening for him. It's he seems to have got his mojo back, doesn't he? And he's he's clicking, and he's he's his confidence is high. And um, I think his his link up play with um, Lukaku, he's benefiting from Lukaku, who who got him another assist. Yeah, it was a, to be honest, a great finish. He talked for the finish all day long. For me, it was Lukaku that um, that met it, and his work rate. Before the goal and it's given that pass well weighted and everything. This is a player also that people sleep having a bad first touch for um for being a, a donkey almost. Mm-hmm. Rollers and blah blah blah. In the last few weeks, now I have a question 
Lukaku, but the last few weeks, his build-up play has been amazing. The way he holds up the ball, he's using his strength, fantastic. And Mourinho always said about Zlatan last year, even if he's not scoring, it's a bit of Rashford, sorry, even if they're not scoring, they're contributing to goals. That's all he wants. You, you can mention stats at the end of the season, on Lukaku only scored, blah, blah, Morata scored more, if that's the case. But how much work has Lukaku done other than that? Maybe he's contributed to goals elsewhere, and that's just as key. And football will tell you, look, I don't care if I don't score, as long as the team wins. It's a team game, it's not, there's no iron team. Absolutely right. Um, and, um, of course, the, um, the other clean sheet, the, well, yet another clean sheet, um, Mr. De Gea, obviously his usual calm, collected and brilliant self. But um, kind of uh, sort of um, two, um, two sort of slightly different stories emerging this week. Firstly, we're going to offer him a new contract. And then secondly, that a keeper um, by the name of Kepa, who... Uh, followers of Spanish football know, plays for uh, Bilbao, um, has decided to stay there. Now, now this guy was supposed to be Real Madrid's target, thus meaning they weren't going to be interested in De Gea. Um, what are your thoughts, um, Dale? Concerns that we might lose De Gea, or do you think it's just something that uh, old big Ed Woodward can, uh, can hopefully sort out for us? I think it's inevitable one day to have De Gea will play for Real Madrid. Um, that, that that's never ever ever been completely ruled out, um, and you can't blame that for being his dream. Just like Ronaldo, um, I think every year we get into bonus now. We fought hard, long and hard, past maybe two three years to keep him from Madrid, um, and he decided to stay. So look, I'm delighted he stayed for this long. If he stays longer, it's as I said, it's a bonus. He's the best goalkeeper in the world. You don't want to lose him, but at the end of the day. I grew up here in Ireland, people in England were the same. Um, you grew up supporting United and wanting to play for your team. And, and these young lads in Spain grew up probably supporting Real Madrid. So maybe a letter from his case, but Madrid are the biggest team. So your dream is to play for the biggest in your own countries for some of these guys. And to be honest, I can't take that away from I just hope, fingers crossed, he signs a new deal for United and he's there longer. Good. Dale, if, if he was to go, do you think there are, who do you think those targets are that United might be looking at? replacing him with? I know in the summer, just gone, um, there was talk of United watching Ederson, who's now with City, had De Gea left because Benfica were interested in Joel Pereira. Um, that didn't develop and City got a fine goalkeeper. I think Oblak would have to be on the, the list for me. Um, Leno, maybe at Leverkusen. It, it's a tough one because, look, the greatest manager of all time took a long, long time to, to replace Peter Schmeichel. Um, mm. It's not an easy thing to pick out a goalkeeper because some goalkeepers come with big names, different countries. They struggle, as, as, as you see, with, with a lot of Spanish goalkeepers come from Spain. They struggle with the, the crossing in the, the English game. Um, Valdez has won, and obviously Bravo last season with City was a disaster. So, look, it's a really tough one. Like I keep saying Liverpool fans too about Mignolet. Before they signed him, he was deemed a good goalkeeper in England. People were talking big about him, big clubs coming in for him. He went to Liverpool and... A lot of it could be down to defence too, but look, to be honest, David De Gea is a freak. He's a freak in nature. He should be in the circus. He does things that are just looking possible. Um, you're not going to replace him. You're going to get a goalkeeper that might be good, but won't be as good. Well, on that note, we just take, uh, take time for a short break. We'll be back soon. This is the Manchester United Redcast. It's back for this season by Ladbrokes. 
Welcome back to the Man United Redcast. Uh, this is me, Dan Riley, and I am joined by Dale O'Donnell. Um, we have a big fixture coming up on Friday. It's the FA Cup fourth round, and we're taking on the might of Yeovil Town. Um, Dale, is this a uh, is this a banana skin, as they say in the old football cliches? What's it called for you? Louis Van Gaal, Pep Guardiola, all of kind of have all said that when you come to England, you don't expect these games to be as difficult as they are. Van Gaal learned that way with MK Dons. Um, as we've seen in, in the in the League Cup, if you don't take the game seriously and you kind of underestimate your opposition, like the over in Bristol and stuff, you're in for a surprise. Like, these guys come up against Man United and think it's the biggest game of our lives. This is where we can prove ourselves. Maybe get ourselves in the market for bigger clubs, bigger leagues, and so on. And um, if United don't have the right mindset, they're going to walk out with their tails between their legs. And it's a great opportunity because maybe Sanchez might get his debut. He wants to prove himself, but United need to progress. The League Cup is gone. Could have been a bit more silverware from Mourinho. The league is gone too. So it's the FA Cup, or if we're lucky, the Champions League. Um, it's obviously it's uh, it's going to be live on the uh, on the telly here in the UK. Um, it's a big game, and it's there's still I think that the people talk about you know the FA Cup. Oh, it's not as special as it was, but I think for for any United fan, being you know being at the club that has the 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 joint record amount of pre- FA Cup titles with with Arsenal, it's always for me that. Let's get what. Let's win it again, and let's edge ahead of them. Yeah, have Arsenal got one more at the moment. Than the last season, have they? Have they? You, you've, you could well have. Uh, I think have, so. Oh, they, they did, didn't they? Of course, they did. They, they've so, so yes. So to it's, be honest, that only strengthens your point. That Arsenal yeah. got one more bros, and we need to win that back. Look, of course, and I think Marine is also going to look at it, kind of thinking the likes of Klopp haven't won a, haven't won a bit of silverware yet. Guardiola still winning with the Silver City and he'd be taking an FA competition on what I won last season and a top four and a good run in the Champions League. To be honest, that would be a great season. Not actually starting in that top four. We want second place. Um, definitely, because we need to show that we're progressing, show the new signs that they're working. Um, and just to show the fans too, they're not, we're not far off at the end of the season. That a few additions and we can fight for our next season, you know? I think it, it's... You want to win as much silverware as you can. Like Mourinho is, is reckless that way. And uh, a great article that showed up on, on Paddy Power um, a few months ago, Scott Patterson from Bookman Cunio wrote it, and he was saying that like how can people say Pochettino is the next Ferguson or next Mourinho? He's not reckless enough because he spoke. He, he's kind of downplayed the likes of the League Cup and stuff because he wants the league titles. He manages Spurs. Mm. You know, like if he wants to be a top manager, he needs a CV and. The likes of Mourinho and Ferguson took everything they could get. There was none of this kind of really kind of arrogant view about Lee Cobbins. Picking and choosing the games. You go and you win what you can. And to be honest, Pochettino, great coach. But it, Spurs fans would get annoyed with that. They get sick of it here that every season if it continues. They're coming so close every year. Um, at the end of the season, they just seem happy to be above Arsenal. Um, Man United should be out to win titles and win, win League Cups win FA Cups and fight in Europe and that, that's what we want to win Fighting on all fronts um, Dale it's obviously very important to have a uh, a strong defence and for all the talk of oh we need you know uh, f- 
I mean, just to, to, to reference Sanchez again, a lot of the, a lot of the, 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 the stuff I saw on, uh, on social media from, from United fans sort of complaining about um, investing so much in Sanchez is, oh, we've got other parts of the pitch to be improved. And of course, every part of the pitch can be improved. But the defence now, we've not conceded a goal in five games. What do you think has been... Do you think there's been anything, um, any particular change in that? Do you think the inclusion of Shaw, for example, has helped? He's, he certainly seems to have, I mean, confounded the critics who, who had written him off. And, I mean, he started a great deal of the last um, few fixtures. Um, do you think he's contributed to that um, defensive uh, stability? Shaw has been brilliant, but I wouldn't call him a brilliant defender, and he's great defensively. Uh, so I'm not sure he contributes to that. I think that's the reason why Young but, started. But do you, think, do you think his inclusion, you know, the fact that he's there, do you think that, that, that there's an element of, you know, attack is the best form of defence? Do you think it means that down that, you know, down, down that side, maybe we're not getting attacked as, as usual? Maybe, maybe. Like, Shaw is much better going forward, as you mentioned. Maybe that is slight change but I don't think Mourinho regardless of, of any change or any run of clean sheets will um will drastically change his ways. You know if we were playing Liverpool next weekend or City or, it would change for that game each opposition. If he's confident going forward, but then he'd probably start Luke Shaw. I think in terms of the defence though it's still not a hundred percent for me. You need to remember still a few points off City. Um I don't think their defence is very good either, to be honest, regardless mm. of that. I think that's questionable. But like the likes of Eric Bali, he's number one. He's our best centre half and he's injured at the moment. You know, we went on this run. So it's good for me to see the other players that come in, like Jones, Small, and so on. Jones has right this season, by the way. But, but Small comes in and we're still keeping clean sheets. That gives the manager a bit of a, that's it, a process, a bit of a backbone this team. We can rely on players to come in and out. And if you can get the right start in 11 and he has those players to come in and out in big games throughout the season. There's no reason why Manchester United cannot push for a title in the next year or so. No reason whatsoever. Do you think he's settled on a back four now, Dale? Do you think the the experimenting with three at the back is... is um, uh... In terms of system, yeah, probably. Mourinho is kind of always played with four, but I don't think he's settled on personnel yet. I think um, he's going to go for a... He wants a world-class left-back in the summer. You think, you think he'll go for a left-back? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you, do, you not, do you not think we need to look at the, the cover for the right as well? Bozo Mensa coming back. He's been good with Palace this season, although they've been a disaster. And mm. I think so highly rates him. Alexel, as well as another young player that looks to be on his way to Aston Villa on loan for the rest of the season. But like, Mourinho, United fans, the media have kind of written kind of bits about Mourinho saying he doesn't invest in youth and stuff. We've given lots of minutes to youth this season. And I think it's quite simple. Um, if he signs a player rather than produce, or bringing through a youth player, it just means that he doesn't think the youth player is good enough. And why should he play a player that's just because he's young, because he's local, if he's not good enough? If he's good enough, he'll play. You look at Jesse Lingard, and that's just a perfect example of that. Never gave up. Really never gave up on him. Some fans criticise him a lot and did, but um, he's, he's proven a lot of people wrong. And that's what you want from your young players. We should uh, we should maybe talk about Jesse and uh, give him a little bit of a big up because... Um, as you say, you know, he really has um, proven critics wrong. He was a player that many, including many United fans, would, you know, kind of ridicule and moan about him starting games and, um, you know, sort of, I, I guess, perhaps think wasn't good enough. 
you know, maybe that maybe it was a bit of that kind of arrogance um, of, of, you know, not worthy of the shirt. But I mean, he's he's been absolutely exceptional, hasn't he? Look, I think I think Lingard. I watched him since 2010 when they won the FAU Cup, and I watched him closely. And he was probably one of the most intelligent players there. That crop, which included Pogba, Morrison, Ferguson, always picked him up. And Ferguson said, "So you won't see the best of that player. You won't see him proper blossom when he's 24." And that's what he is now. So that, that's a great anecdote about Ferguson. Mm. Um, he's not giving up. Besides, has Chris, and a lot of people hate it on Jesse Lingard on social media because of the way he acts. Social media. He's just a happy young lad. And why wouldn't you be? When you play for Manchester United, you're scoring goals, you're getting on the team. He's right to be happy. You know, I would be if I, if I was playing for Man United. Look, <laughs> he, um, he deserved his player of the year at the club in December. Um, and every time I hear him score, I'm just, I've argued with so many people about Lingard and I'm thrilled to see him blossom at the moment. Do you think he can sustain it, Dale? Do you think he's, do you think he's, he is the, you know, do you think he is the, the, the real deal? I don't know if he's a real deal or not, but I think he can definitely sustain this form. Um, people absolutely blew up Deli Ali last year. Uh, it was it was discussed on Sky Sports there a few weeks ago with Deli Ali, but or who's better this season? Lingard's been way better than him. I don't hear the same people praising Jesse Lingard, maybe because he plays for Man United, but it, there's still talk with Jesse Lingard get on the, the World Cup play for England. At the moment, on the basis of performances, he should be starting. Yeah. Absolutely, I know it's not as if England have an embarrassment of riches. Um, no. I think I think what's key about Lingard is that you know he's someone who, you know, he would he would probably go out there and play for a hundred quid a week. You know, he's a boyhood fan. He he loves the club, and you know you do need players that are if you kind of you know if you're going to be resting and rotating. You're not going to get a, you know, you're not going to get a hissy fit. You're not going to get him having a hump. You're not going to get him um, feeling sorry for yourself. You're just going to get him kind of wanting to come back in and 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 show the manager what he can do. Yeah, absolutely, totally agree. I think he's an example. Uh, it's any young lad growing up playing football. Watch Jesse Lingard and watch how hard he works. He, the reason Mourinho loves him is he just doesn't give up. He's pressing, 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 and quick. He gets forward and uses the ball when his movement is, is second to none. Lots of people don't see the parts of the game that just stands out, and I'm delighted getting a run. Not only a run, but it's proven lots of people wrong. And uh, you mentioned um, Jose Mourinho there. Talk of uh, him extending his contract. That's got to be good news, right? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. You can't speak too soon, Mourinho. Contract nowadays in football means nothing. And. Um, Tends to be when he stays at clubs longer than two, three years, things tend to get sour. So, look, I hope Mourinho stays out of his contract and hope he's a massive success and he, things don't get sour. But the reason why I, I can't come is because I just don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I, I think it's a, I, it's a, the point you make is, is, is a valid one, Dale. But for me, I just, I have the, I have a slight inclination that perhaps. I think he feels that this is a place where he could stay a bit longer. He could, you know, hopefully build a bit more of a legacy than he's done elsewhere. Um, that we've, we've already seen him deliver trophies um, last season. This season it's probably fair to say we won't win the league title. However, with the inclusion of Sanchez and with, 
I don't, I don't want to count chickens, but with a very winnable last 16 game, what do you, how do you rate us now as realistic Champions League contenders? I can't see it, but look, stranger things have happened. I think, as you mentioned, it's a, next round it should be fairly straightforward. And you get through that and you get another handy round. Um, anything is possible. Look, Premio won the Champions League with FC Porto. Uh, and, and the players he had, I don't think, were quite as good as the standard players we have now, including Alexis Sanchez and Zan But look, anything is possible. Yeah, that's what they say. Um, and I think also the, the, the fact that when, um, if we do um, uh, get past Sevilla, um, there's a lot of other big teams that have been drawn against one another. So there, there's going to be kind of big sides that are going to be knocked out. So... Hopefully, when the uh, when the old big cup rolls around again, um, United can uh, can get themselves through to the quarterfinals. And uh, I mean, who knows as far as the league concer- is concerned? Um, a big, very big mouthwatering fixture. I'll just mention it um, coming up at uh, next our next league game is Tottenham away um, Wednesday night game at Wembley. That's going to be um, that's going to be good. Absolutely. You know, look. All these games coming ticking fast and, and the big ones too, um, capitalising them. And look, you never know. We're talking about City winning the title. They, they look very ordinary against Liverpool the other week, defensively shocking. So if they, if they have a few more slip-ups and we can take three points from them um, and, keep, and, and remain consistent in our form and not conceding goals and three points on the board, we did it to Newcastle. Oh, um, <laughs> that's fine. That's some, uh, some uh, fighting talk there, Dale. That's what I like to hear. Positive mental attitude. Um, the fact that we can uh, we can try and turn that around. It would be uh, it would be amazing. And um, after nicking Sanchez of them, it would be a uh, a nice uh, a nice double whammy. Um, that's about all we've got time for on the Redcast this week. Um, I'd like to thank Dale O'Donnell for joining us and and bringing his excellent insightful views. Thank you, Dale. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Take care. And to everyone else. Good night, God bless. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk, and we're also available on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Acast, and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. 
Sports Social Podcast Network.